Welcome to Booklandia, where we review romance novels. This and every episode are chock full of oversharing and spoilers. Every episode is rated E for explicit. Mm, hello, Sky. <laughs> Hi, Ford. As always in recording in 2022, I'm always <laughs> like, wait, this is it? That's the whole intro? We're done mm-hmm. introing? Yikes. Okay, so uh, my whole yeah. like pre show dance has really cut back to like a single eight count. I can't do the cartwheel anymore. And the back <laughs> handspring is also out. And so now it's just like whatever this is. Jazz <laughs> someone named yeah someone named no just hands go like this someone name that dance please name that mm-hmm. dance mm-hmm. excited hands I don't, I, i'm that- showing off my <laughs> manicure hands <laughs> i don't i don't do that um so <laughs> I, i'm open to any any suggestions um is it a little bit from uh bring it on that choreographer from bring it on the one who wore the leather pants <laughs> Yeah, getting some vibes from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> Excellent. today we are dressed in our finest Seattle dress code <laughs> of red and black plaid shirts uh, in order to review Weather Girl by Rachel Lynn Solomon. True story. Also, for those of you watching, you're like, where the fuck are you? I'm very obviously in the Musée d'Orsay because of this Monet painting <laughs> behind me. This is very clearly an original. Monet. Very clear. <laughs> They're all 11 by 11 inches. Hey, uh, Water Lilies is one of my all-time faves, so good choice. Hard same. Uh, Monet is my second favorite painter. What up, Remedios Vero? That's right. <gasps> That's okay, right. there's some art, art jokes in there. <laughs> Google those references, y'all. Google those references. Also, you I feel like I be. appropriately used y'all. You did. It was so smooth. I didn't even like notice. <laughs> you I... have been officially rubbing off on me. Uh, osmosis is working. <laughs> I'm going to make you some vegetarian Frito pie and you're going to lose your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. But we digress. How are you other than being at the Dorsey? Yes. uh, I'm actually in housing for this show that I'm working on. Um, This wall color, I feel like is just trying. It's like the understudy for key lime. (laughs) (laughs) It's horrific. It's really horrific. (laughs) And, I have every single lamp possible in front of me on my table right now. I've like I'm in a studio and all of the lamps are on this table. Just so I'm moderately lit and that you can definitely see our uh, guest which is this pimple on my chin. So that's how I'm doing. How are Excellent. you? Good good. Well, um it's been a bit of a day and oh. not that I'm promoting day drinking but Immediately following the bit of a day, I did a little bit of pre-gaming, which I feel like Excellent. very appropriate for this book because they talk about mm. pre-gaming. And, yeah. um, and then I, I bring to you, you cannot see it at all. So no, this is, oh, that's because that's the wrong end of the cup. <laughs> the <laughs> so logo is on the other a, side. There you go. This is a Starbucks cup. It's the only one I have. I, I bring it forth as another artifact of seattle uh, to present sure. for this episode uh and not because i want starbucks sponsorship i wouldn't say no to it but i'm just saying absolutely not i will tell you that there I'm... is more drinking inside the cup this is not <laughs> tea it's, or and coffee it's booze what you're saying is it's booze yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so that's not going to yeah, get like... us our Starbucks sponsorship you need to be drinking <laughs> a caramel macchiato a grande caramel macchiato uh, triple foam, or I don't know. Did I? Is that right? It's, it's triple <laughs> shot. You were Damn almost it. there, uh, and it is almost my order. Um, non dairy, but uh, I slow dripped this cup of tea because I don't have a tea ball in this hellscape, in this vomit hellscape. <laughs> so I used a coffee filter like an adult. Hey, you do you, uh, as long as I you get tea. Should. So that's important. It's so very, yeah. my point is a little yeah. bit that between the red and black plaid mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the drinking, 
This episode might go slightly further <laughs> off the rails than previously expected. I should also warn everyone that I did not script properly, so my notes are just uh, haikus. So we'll go with whatever comes out of my mouth. I'm very excited for this, um, especially if this episode does end up being our season opener. Like, let's just let chaos <laughs> reign. It's the best. <laughs> Seems like an appropriate choice. Okay. Cheers Shall to chaos. We, uh, Cheers, indeed. Crash. Okay. <laughs> okay um, oh. Nope. Yes, that's not we what shall I wanted. indeed tell the people, show the people the book cover, tell the people what the book is about. Okay, so the book cover, super cute. Um, mm -hmm. It is a blue cover with raindrops coming down, the words Weather Girl, a yellow umbrella is open, and a pair of pantsed and booted feet and a pair of yellow cloud tights and skirted feet are, those are behind galoshes. the umbrella. Those are wellies. Oh, those are, oh, those are wellies. Okay, so the, they're yeah. rain cloud and yellow wellies. Very good. Mm -hmm. So that's the cover. It's, it's cute. It's very cute. I have a weather-related question about this cover. Her skirt okay. is blowing to camera right, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the raindrops are blowing to camera left. So mm -hmm. mm, hard no on the geometry mm -hmm. of this, but it's adorable. Also, the way they're holding the umbrella means they're just getting soaked by the rain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are getting so wet. <laughs> I bet they are. Oh, <laughs> Hey, all uh, right. Uh, you wrote the blurb. Would you like me to read the blurb? Every um, every episode, we have to ask. It's we'll true. We are never system. consistent. Yeah, I, I'm sorry already, but yeah, you should definitely do this. Okay. All right. Um, I'm ready whenever you're ready to count me in. Excellent. In that case, three, two, one. Ari is all sunshine and raindrops as she delivers the daily weather forecast on KC6. This is set in Seattle, by the way, if you didn't know. And underneath, she's living with a daily dose of depression. After her bosses get into a public fight that ends in a defenestrated Emmy Award, Ari teams up with Russell, the sports ball guy, to try and parent trap them back together. Not only does it work to bring the bosses together, but it also ignites the flame between Russ and Ari. She cannot trust the feeling she has developed for Russ, so she must leave him before he gets the chance. Boo. It's, this is a but very hey, good blurb. I like this I blurb a lot. I was about to say, I actually, that, that is actually what the book is about. You um, often don't get to use the word defenestrate. I was so excited. I was like, defenestrated, fits into this. I'm into yeah. it. I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this book does come out January 11th, 2022. Yeah, go go get the book for sure. Mm -hmm. Read it and then let us know what you thought because it's about yeah. to get into it. So <laughs> as, a, as a forewarning, I didn't love it. In fact, I didn't hate it either, which is truly mm -hmm. the worst place to be. Because if I love it, mm -hmm. then I gush over it. If I hate it, then I scream at it. But if I'm like, I don't know, it was okay. Um, I have, it is harder to articulate feelings about stuff. So yes. I'm really looking forward to your questions because I feel like they dig into stuff. And mm. then mine are a little... Uh, wah, wah. Excellent. Let's just to set our listeners up <laughs> to really enjoy this episode. <laughs> um, so I'm going to so start with my first question. It's about periods. <laughs> <laughs> Menstruation? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Why not? Let's do it. I, I used to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so here is... Uh, it's not, I feel like it's a plot character. So we usually ask a question about the plot and then we ask a question about the character. And I feel okay. like this is maybe spanning the two. Um, okay. So I sort of love the relationship that Russ has with his ex with whom he mm -hmm. has a daughter, a 12 year old daughter um, named Elodie, which by the way, beautiful name. Elodie is a gorgeous name. Elodie has been hiding from her parents. She's 12. She's been hiding the fact that she has started her period from her parents because mm -hmm. she's embarrassed. And she confines in Ari, and then Ari tells Russ, and then Russ tells 
Liv, the axe. Okay. And the the mother of the child. She suggests to Elodie that she needs to tell Russ, and she just says, hey, Russ, she needs to tell you something. She didn't betray Elodie. Right. Oh, fair point. Yes. Russ tells Liz, right? Liz, the ex. Liz, Liz, the ex. Liz, the baby mama. Or Liz or Liv? Uh, crap. One of those. (laughs) Okay. Two out of three letters can't be wrong. Agreed. It's the wordle of the day. Live or end Liz is the wordle <laughs> mm-hmm. of the day. In case you Excellent. don't know what that is, please Google. So anyways, my point here is that at the very end of the book, Ari and the mom have a very <laughs> lovely chat. At no time do they bring up this very significant moment in which Ari was instrumental and that felt like a missed opportunity like i sort of loved Mm. the relationship that russ and i'm gonna say liz and her husband and Mm -hmm. their daughter all had like it was very copacetic they were very happy Mm -hmm. for each other they were super protective i really wanted a liz like if you hurt him i will cut you moment and then like not a like not a super aggressive one but to truly be like they are these two parents are friends, like genuinely mm-hmm. friends with each other and are raising a child yeah. together and are healthy about it. And then I also wanted a you, you're cool because you handled my kids moment. And sure. neither one of those things existed. So I don't really yeah. have a question so much as a that is my opinion. <laughs> oh, what the hell? A like this is yeah no, like a, good. Th- this is such a like yeah. meaty moment and we don't we see exes that are bad news bears or just negative now ne- like exes mm-hmm. that are the example of what this particular character doesn't want that is not the case here we see a really healthy relationship with an ex mm-hmm. and i really wanted it to have a more expanded life and it didn't so it's it's like in the movie version of this book, Live Liz is played by someone really famous because they only have three scenes. It's right. it's definitely but Tina like- Fey and like she only has to be like cute and quirky three times and then goodbye. It, you're really right. I think this comes down to a later thing we're going to hopefully discuss in that we don't meet Russ's friends. We don't like we don't delve into Russ's life at all. And that's a really excellent point. My opinion, my only opinion on the, everything you just said is the entire book. I feel like the one joke Rachel Lynn Solomon did not really dive into is that Elodie is a musical theater kid and no one ever saying Elodie, your name is like a song. Melody. Because, no, song. That's it's song. The, I know, it's, it's song. It's the joke. It's the joke. Yeah. The Luma joke. Anyway. Sorry. It's okay. It's all right. I'll, I mean, I'm she funny, did make... And that's all I needed to know. Perfect. She did make the, this is my song and my shot is playing. Yeah. So... Yeah. I mean... Shout out as, to Hamilton fans in case you missed knows. that particular one. I was kind of upset about how much they loved Mean Girls because I do not like Mean Girls at all. I do, however, want stage right, stage left earrings immediately. Absolutely. How cute. How cute. Absolutely. I I think I would I would make them into little collar a little collar chain. Yeah, lapel pins. Yeah. Oh, also yeah. great. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh in case anyone is like, what should we get him for any kind of holiday? <laughs> take note. Take Put note. It on the stage list. right. Stage left pins and or earrings bring it. So for me, my plot question, by chapter three, I was curious if we had even met the love interest. Like I was kind of thinking it, but like we don't really get any clues that, hey, this is going to be the love interest. There's no like peek behind the curtain. And it just felt like this book started really slow. Like it took four or five chapters to really get going. Do when reading romance, do you like meeting the love interest in the first chapter? So I like full frontal nudity in the first chapter. (laughs) And that is why Um, we're friends. (laughs) So uh, recently I learned this new term, 
called uh, fast burn, which is the inverse of a slow burn, where mm. sex is very forward and then you mm-hmm. deal with the feelings after you've already banged it out. I am a full yeah. tilt at all times bang it out person. So I, the, <laughs> yeah, I do not do a slow burn well. Mm. I am impatient and I read romance so that the naked times can happen on the page right away. So no, no go on slow burn. Hard agree though, that I was like, is Russell the guy we're sleeping with later? Or (laughs) is there going to be another person we're going to introduce into this? And Russell is just a cute sports dude that does Mm -hmm. good drinking. Oh, okay. That's how that sentence ended. Excellent. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree. Like it when we meet the love interest in the first chapter, I'm like, okay, and like it can take a while after that initial meeting for them to hook up. Like as most books, it doesn't happen until the fifty percent mark, uh, which I think is where it happens in this one. Like that's fine, but I want to know who I'm shipping right off the bat. And this book was interesting because you kind of are not only shipping Russ and Ari, but you're also shipping Torrance and Seth, who are their bosses, that they're trying to parent trap back together. I think now we should probably sidebar and how dare Rachel and Solomon think that the Lindsay Lohan parent trap is the parent trap to reference? It's the OG, Uh. like 1960s. Parent trap. Yeah, no, that the, is the uh, yeah, only the original one. parent trap should be the parent trap. Is this a generational thing? Like millennials don't know that Lindsay Lohan was the remake. <sighs> do we need to do a poll or something? It's very <laughs> stressful. It's very stressful. That movie, that Lindsay Lohan movie, Garbaggio, in in like Comparison. when you put it beside, yeah, the original, absolutely. So. Have you read my next question and are you comfortable answering it? I want to ask your consent yeah. first. Yeah, you're you're fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Okay. In this book and in all of Rachel and Solomon's books, one of the main characters is Jewish. And in fact, in this one, both of them are Jewish. That's like her whole deal. And I think it's great. This book also had a lot more um, Jewish experiences, a lot more holidays and celebrations. Uh, which is great to kind of peek behind the curtain. You let me peek behind the curtain sometimes when I can show up, but like satyrs and, you know, first Hanukkahs and all of that good stuff. So how does it, first question is, how does it make you feel to read Jewish characters? And did it bother you that Russell was Jewish on his dad's side, which most people know that uh, Judaism is from the mother's family line. Teach me. (laughs) So first answer How did it make me feel that there are Jewish characters? There is an implication of a Christian character in American literature, right? People are going to do Christmas. Of course, there is going to be Santa. Mm -hmm. Of course. So the fact that Rachel and Solomon intentionally brings forward the fact that there was one menorah Mm -hmm. ornament on the Christmas tree is sort of the epitome of being Jewish in America. Like, yes, we all know that the Jewish people exist, but we don't actually do anything to benefit their existence. And the same Mm -hmm. is true for people of other religions. It is a very Christian country, and so it is great to see it pointed out. And uh, I thought it was hilarious. And I love that the Jewish people are there. I love that you get a transliteration of the entirely uh, the entirety yes. of the Shabbat prayer. So in case yes. you were ever wondering how to say the Shabbat prayer or how to light the candles, it's literally in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you got that. Uh, I love it. I mean, in my head, I read it correctly or as correctly as I pronounce it, because obviously I'm no expert. Mm-hmm. But is, uh, I, is the Shabbat prayer a song like the um, prayer at Hanukkah? Okay, that's a great question. So some people don't chant it or sing mm-hmm. it. They they read it. I've mm-hmm. always been taught to chant it or sing it because all the prayers 
have a I can't even explain it without doing it like they all have a rhythmic Mm -hmm. movement to them and so the movement dictates it and the movement is meaningful itself and so Mm -hmm. I always chant it or sing it I don't ever read it straightforward because that feels really awkward to me but I've absolutely heard people like deadpan deliver it and that's great too I think the for me and this is obviously very personal the intent behind the prayer is a lot more significant than how well you pronounce it in Hebrew. So that's where I stand is you, like you, you said the prayer. So you get props for for doing that, regardless of how you deliver it. Cool. And then to answer your second question, did it bother me that Russell is Jewish on his dad's side? So there are two really significantly disparate moments here. Firstly, People believe that nationally you are considered Jewish if the bloodline is on your mother's side, but religiously mm-hmm. you can convert to Judaism. And in fact, if you feel like mm. doing it, please do. Um, I'm not converting. I'm just saying that, like, do yeah, what no. you got to do for your for your faith. And so, right. if Russell feels himself to be religiously Jewish, and only one of his parents is Jewish, and that parent happened to be his dad. Then, then he's Jewish, mm-hmm. right? He's practicing. He does the prayers. He goes to temple. His kid has a bat mitzvah. Like he, yeah. he is. To I, I do not find any issue with that. Again, very personal to people, but I think mm-hmm. it's of awesome course. that he follows the path of the chosen people. However, it <laughs> it leads them there. Brilliant. Okay, that's what I thought you would say. Um, <laughs> it, glad to know I know you well enough to know know what you will say um awesome thank you (laughs) yeah so speaking of russell i feel like we got a really clear understanding of what ari was going through and a Mm -hmm. very surface read on russell and Mm -hmm. i know that this is not dual pov that this is only from ari's point of view so of course we Mm -hmm. don't get as much russell but i desperately wanted a an explanation of what russell was going through yeah, and it's, I almost wish this was dual. Yeah, or like, can Rachel Lynn Solomon just write like a bonus scene, like from Russell's point of view, just one of the scenes from the book, but from his point of view? Just a suggestion, Rachel. We're big fans. <laughs> um, We're big fans. We're just like I, I need to know what he's yeah. going through a little bit more than I understood. Which is interesting because that the end of the book has some like book club questions, like discussion topics. And this is kind of one of those, which I thought was really interesting is like, you don't, if, if this book was from Russell's point of view, what would his character arc be? And in my head, I answered that question in it's, it's about trusting someone else with your child, but that's kind of it. Is that kind of all? I mean, uh, because he was already her, a nice guy. Right. <sighs> and then he asked her to validate him. So during their big fight, mm-hmm. right, she asks mm-hmm. for validation in a in an inverse way of the way he asks for validation. Mm-hmm. So they have to and, like and that, figure out how to couple. Right. I they think have to she, figure out how to couple. I think Ari also um, boosts his self-confidence because he's a plus-sized man and he has a lot of insecurity about that. And she reaffirms or affirms his sexiness to her. So yeah, like there's just, yeah, there's nothing really meaty to chomp onto other than he's a good guy. Is he, like, is he a dream guy? Maybe it's just already kind of there fully formed. He just needs the yeah. one left puzzle piece to kind of plop into his perfect life puzzle yeah a little bit it feels a little bit like that yeah yeah uh yeah good call good call good good eyes you know i just kind of get swept up in other things and don't notice that so i always appreciate your point of view when you're like hey this was one-sided i'm like oh shit (laughs) okay so the office at kc or do you say k-s-e-a i'm gonna say kc I mean, uh, I think is, it's, that's cuter. That's cuter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is the news channel that they work for and the office of PPR, which is the um, talk radio station from this book, the X talk felt exactly the same. They both had problematic bosses. They both had a cute coworker. They're both media focused. 
there was, you know, a couple of friends in the work area. They both had like a kitchen area that had a significant scene in a kitchen area. Coffee was, was a big deal. <laughs> Coffee was a big deal. See? Uh, <laughs> it is Seattle. <laughs> But quick sidebar. So when we lived in Everett, which is just north of Seattle, my mom worked for a coffee company. It wasn't it wasn't Starbucks. I can't even remember the name of it. Sorry. But for a while, she w- worked in one of those drive through kiosks in a parking lot. And so one day when, when it was take your daughter to work day, I went and I sat on the counter and she made all these coffees and I just made Italian sodas for myself because there was just like 25 different flavors. Yeah. So I know all about the Seattle coffee scene, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. You just lived in it. Literally. You lived in it. it. Her boss used to give me a dollar for every good handshake I gave him. And that's how I got really good at handshakes. I have a really good handshake, everybody. (sighs) Come at me. Anywho... (laughs) Back to my question. Was KSEA, Casey, a direct cookie cutter of PPR? Like, is this book almost shot for shot the X Talk? Um, so I sort of felt that way about the sex scenes and the placement of the sex scenes in the book. Mm. That, like, the structure, if you like, tear away all of the dressing, the structure of the story As you is in a sex scene. Uh, and they really don't for a while Uh but this felt really similar yeah it it absolutely did yes it felt really similar i even feel the whole like leggings and dresses like the way the character was Mm -hmm. described had a quirky Mm -hmm. fashion sense and it was all like vintage dresses and leggings and Uh he was more of a conventionally dressed sexy type though i appreciated all of the like velvet jackets and all of the the references to like Like slightly mm, yeah Mm. all of that was lovely a little so a little bit more retro on the on the boy dude but Mm -hmm. yeah there's also family drama yeah and maybe that's why i didn't love this one so much because i Mm. already read it when it was the x talk when the cover was pink. Yeah, instead of blue. Instead of blue. I'm sorry. It was cute. It was cute. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't cute enough. Like, it wasn't different enough mm-hmm. from everything else I read. So, that's this, that's my two cents there. I do there. feel like this book is quirkier. Um, there are more jokes. I highlighted way more funny sentences and phrases that, spoiler alert, are my most compelling part of the book than I did in the X-Talk. I enjoyed this one more oh okay yeah and see i much as i love some weather references <laughs> i feel like the relationship talk in the x talk was mm-hmm. the funnier bit to me though sure. again um spoiler for later there is one really significantly excellent joke okay okay here's my question um this is all i wrote office <laughs> sex is that a thing we want because the like Right, this is not the first novel that has right. some like push stuff off the table in mm-hmm. the in a public office setting. Yeah, room I think about and get hot and heavy sort of a thing. At the beginning of is it Bastard's Betrayal by Christina Lauren? It's the first Bastard. Beautiful Bastard. It's beautiful, beautiful Bastard. Beautiful Bastard where they have sex against the window in the conference yeah. room. Yeah. Okay, so to answer your question, office sex, is that a thing we want? Reality Ford? Absolutely not. There are boundaries. Fantasy Ford. Now, Fantasy Ford carries a sword um, and is an excellent fighter and speaks many languages. Uh, and she's for it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, uh, not sure. Like, I feel like a younger version of me would have been like, mm-hmm. bring it. And yeah. current version of me is like, I'm concerned about cleanup <laughs> and other is, people. Like, I have yeah. repercussions written all over is it. Because it um, that we have wor- now worked in offices and we know how boring they are and not <laughs> sexy they are. And fluorescent Possibly. lighting does nothing for anyone. No, no, not at any time. <laughs> and, like, there's really no true privacy and there's really no way to, like, disassociate mm-hmm. yourself from the the stuff that is your office mm-hmm. enough like to like, like lose yourself in the moment i like the making a memory 
kind of part. Like, oh, he's always going to think about that time we banged on his desk. Like, that's appealing. But I don't know that it outweighs the... Now, as someone who has a home office, that might be an excellent option. (laughs) You do you. Just mute the mic. (laughs) Or don't. Your choice, I guess. No open Zooms. There you go. No open Zooms. More embarrassing than uh, peeing with your mic open. Uh, Hard to agree. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of books that do it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, real real life me would have a hard time escaping out Mm -hmm. of my surroundings into the element. Um, But I guess it's a nice escape. And that's sort of the point. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we read these things. Yes. All right. Let's take a break here. We're going to take an intermission. When we come back, we will discuss our favorite moments from the book and if this book made us want to get naked. Hey, this is TC. And this is Jim from the Studio Demands It podcast. Where every episode we take a demand from a hypothetical studio. Which could be you. And challenge ourselves to conceptualize, pitch, and craft a film based on the stipulations. Or the demands. We are given. We talk about movies all the time. Particularly, we complain about the choices made in the films we've seen. We're nerds like that. And, of course, like any good nerd does, we automatically assume we could do better. Even with the demands and restrictions that clearly must have been put on by a production. So head on over to studiodemandsit.com and listen to our previous library of episodes. Damn it. Our library of previous episodes. Our precious library, Jim. (laughs) Our library of precious episodes. (laughs) You're a pirate Smeagol. Okay. So head on over to studiodemandsit.com to listen to our library of episodes and submit your demand for a future episode, too. So go do that. Okay, bye. Okay, end of ad. And we're back. I just read your notes for the second half. Delightful. Delightful. All right. Um, and we're back and we're talking about Weather Girl, Weather Girl No The, uh, Weather Girl by Rachel Lynn Solomon. It's like Foo mm-hmm. Fighters and not The Foo Fighters. Also, please never The Foo Fighters. It's like Ukraine and The Ukraine. I have what so much to say about rock. that. <laughs> Although, where do you stand on I-5 and the 5? Or I-405 I say the five. and the 405. Right, yeah, because everybody I, I in California say says it. the 5 because cause, uh, California. But it was a learned behavior from living uh-huh. in California. Right, because when you were in Colorado, did you say... Yeah, no, it's I-10 or whatever it is. I-80 I yep. yep. or I-70. Okay, now you all know where we're from. <laughs> now that geography yeah, or talk at least is over. where we've lived enough to know the the big interstates and that Ooh. they're interstates in some states and the whatever in some other states. <laughs> because in California they're fucking iconic, darling. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> all right. I mean, so let's talk about yeah. compelling moments in this book. In the book, um, you mean? In the book. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. should I start or do you want to start? Please, please. Uh, your, one of your favorite <laughs> compelling moments is my all-time favorite moment in this book. Okay, so this is genuinely a hilarious joke and yes. uh, worth mentioning. And so at some point, Ari is talking about a shredder that her mom's office got and when it is shredding paper, it plays electric guitar. So it shreds while it shreds. Wow. And that that is that would crack me up many times before it got old. I I laughed out loud, like I cackled. And I am not an out loud laugher, just like that. And I put the book down. And then I picked the book back up and then I turned to my spouse and I read it to him. And he's like, that is most excellent. Um, If if this is a thing that exists, when my shredder from the 1990s finally kicks the bucket, we are probably buying Shredder the Shredder. Shredder the Shredder. It is it is truly excellent. So yeah. I did I enjoyed that very much. It was such a specific mm. and such a tiny detail, but yes. it was hilarious. So good. Uh, it, <laughs> It absolutely was. Now, 
Um, the other scene that I really liked, and I feel like there's a similar scene in the X talk. It's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. And I actually mm-hmm. have some notes on this scene and I wish it went further in terms of discussions of what they did. But mm-hmm. the first sexual encounter between Russ and Ari doesn't go as planned um so he tries to bring her to orgasm and she gets too far in her head and she can't and she tells Mm -hmm. him so and he tells her that he would very much like for her to have an orgasm and so his plan for it is for her to pleasure herself and for him to just be present with it which is an excellent idea by the way Mm -hmm. if this is your first time with a partner they are not very responsive to you just from a physical standpoint an awesome idea i like from a sex ed standpoint please yes do more show your partners how you like to pleasure yourselves it's a great plan um so i was really excited to see that scene existing but then and then they proceed with it and ultimately they end up both pleasuring themselves coming to completion it's a great idea coming to completion is actually redundant i just realized it's like atm machine the coming is all we need to hear (laughs) in in the like uh like typed up part of this is it c-u-m-i-n-g or c-o-m-e-i-n-g i mean if it's the o then my sentence is (laughs) then my sentence is correct Okay. If it's the U-M-I-N-G, then uh, my sentence is redundant. But either way, they both come. It's great. Mm-hmm. They have a great time mm-hmm. with it. I almost wish that there was even more conversation in that mm-hmm. scene about what's happening, how they like it, how yeah. like what's working for them when they're pleasuring themselves versus when the other person was doing so. It really validates that in t- like that being mm-hmm. sex. Because they right. do count that as their first sexual encounter together. And that's mm-hmm. great and wonderful. And I thought that was fantastic. So props on excellent sexual discovery is what I would yeah, say. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you that the sex scenes were a little muted, a little Vaseline on the lens, a little uh, waxing poetic and not extremely explicit. Um and I, I did want a little bit more detail. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. I agree. I think my favorite moment in the book, as I mentioned before, is kind of just how funny Rachel and Solomon is. I highlighted so many funny things. And I'm going to read you my favorites. <clears throat> Quote, you've convinced me. I'll go to a sports. I mean, this is literally how we talk. About sports ball. Uh, hard agree. I know. I know. When she said sports ball, I was like, wait, uh-huh. you know sports ball? I know sports ball. <laughs> I've heard about sports ball. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, did sports win? This is another quote. Did sports win? Uh, so good. And then lastly, uh, wondering how it's possible to be this turned on in a mall that still has a Sears. Just chef's kiss brilliance <laughs> i want to be this like dryly hilarious <laughs> it's it's just goals it's hashtag goals <laughs> so i guess my favorite part was all the little parts in between the big parts yes yeah the quote the quotable quotes all right what was your hot take <laughs> i mean my hot take is i don't know um read this so you can compare it to the other ones i guess sure it does feel like it maybe fits into a series with x talk Mm. of Mm. women working in entertainment (laughs) yeah media outlet ladies kicking it oh my god is the next book gonna be elodie's theater teacher (laughs) <laughs> wait that doesn't quite track that doesn't quite track we'll have to no think. it we'll has think. to be further away it has to be further away i don't think they're all connected right 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 unless right. and it needs to be some sort of where everybody goes together i got it it's a newspaper it's a newspaper that's the only media we haven't covered a newspaper magazine I True. a theater magazine i've nailed it we've got it oh. tcg <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Maybe this can help you figure it out. I would like to do a Rachel Lynn Solomon bracket. So is this a sports choo- thing? I believe it's a sports thing, but also they do it for like fucking 
candy and music. That and was, you that can do was a bracket slow, for anything. Slow clap for you and sports ball. All right. So March Madness bracket since <laughs> March is probably when this is going to get released. That's this is perfect. Basketball, right? That's basketball. Yes. I'm almost it's, sure. It's basket- okay. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, Okay, so I'm going to give you two Rachel and Solomon titles. You pick your favorite between them, and we'll go through the four books that we've read of hers out of the six okay, that she has ready. total. All right. Weather Girl or The X-Talk? The X-Talk. Okay. The X-Talk or We Can't Keep Meeting Like This? Ooh. Um, oh, tough one. Uh, yeah, the I made X-talk. this a hard bracket. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> the X talk or today, tonight, tomorrow. Today, tonight, tomorrow. Okay. It's Last not a hard one. bracket if I already know the winner. <laughs> I know. I kind of set it up that way. Last one. This is the loser's bracket. Weather girl or we can't keep meeting like this. Mm, I think I like weather girl. So I think for me, it goes, we can't keep meeting like this. Weather girl, X talk today, tonight, tomorrow. Excellent. That's where I was going to summarize. Okay. Fantastic. I think for me, it goes, we can't keep meeting like this as the biggest loser. Um, The X talk weather girl today, tonight, tomorrow. Interesting. You like weather girl better than the X talk and I'm the opposite. Yes. Is it? But both of us agree that Today, Tonight, Tomorrow yeah. is the most excellent. Hands down. I will never give this book away. This book is a forever <laughs> shelfer. Forever shelfer. So, nice. Um, so how excited yeah. are you for her next novel? Am I screaming internally? Yes. Am I screaming <laughs> okay. externally? Also, yes. Externally? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, please make that a real thing. Um, okay. Very good. Very good. Uh, oh, not actually. Screw me. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so I think we kind of know where we're going here, but did this book make you want to get naked? It didn't necessarily make me want to get like... So I feel like there's two... Just the top half? <laughs> I feel like this is the top half. No, there's like Just two the stations we, in Get Naked for me. Okay. There is right. a... Get naked and get it done version, which may or may oh. not include a partner, but definitely requires immediate release. TMI, uh-huh. maybe, but there you go. Um, <laughs> and then there is a, this is really cute with my partner present. This would be cute. Um, and I feel like that's like a prolonged, like, wait for it mm-hmm. moment. This mm-hmm. was a, I'll wait for it, but it seems like a cute idea situation. Mostly, okay. I just wanted to... Uh, like put on an oversized t-shirt and socks and maybe try hot chocolate by the fire i'm making this face because uh it's hot chocolate is too sweet for me and i do not care for it oh my god (laughs) how have we been friends this long and i'm just learning that you don't like hot chocolate no but the italian dark like I was about to be drinking like, what about the chocolate. Dark? Yeah. Like oh, yeah, no, drinking showed. chocolate. Yeah, no, I drink exactly. Uh a drinking okay. chocolate and I are best friends, but a, a, an American <laughs> hot chocolate with marshmallows Hi. is a sugary whatnot. <laughs> I'm sure you do you have a whole TED talk on American chocolate? Yes. Okay. Hard yes. Okay. <laughs> then like we've come to the crux of the problem. American chocolate is known to yeah. suck. Okay. Um, yes. well, I have, I don't like the dark chocolate, so you can come drink all the dark chocolate packets in the back of my tea drawer. Done. <laughs> Tell me when, and I am there for it. Excellent. Well, when the recording shed is completed, <laughs> you will come to the recording shed. Um, okay. My, did this book make me want to get naked? Um, no, it just made me giggle and I was just it was I was charmed. I was charmed and charm doesn't turn me on. Uh or my own self-charm doesn't turn me on. So uh I it was not sexy. I need I needed more explicit sex scenes. I mean, I was maybe more into Ari than I was into Russ as well 
for being a like fairly heterosexual person. Like I should be really into okay. the male person. Like, yeah. so, um, so yeah, it didn't, it didn't make me want to get naked. Oops. Said it there. I said it. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'm uh, still trying to process you being more interested in the female identified character. Um, I know. She was some time with that. She was cute. She like was, she was quirky and like she's wittier than I am. Like that's like a good sense of humor is uh, goes a long way for me, I think. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I had some questions as to her like broken elbow sex mobility, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like uh-huh. there was some like superhuman elbow strength happening, but short of that yeah no i want the outfits i this. want the earrings <laughs> yeah yeah i um i i i'm a big fan i really wanted to like send her a memo that said girl stop buying vibrators that run on double a batteries or triple a batteries <laughs> oh yes. rechargeable oh, go for rechargeable God. toys okay this is yeah. this is the soapbox and the psa okay. and the okay. ted talk waterproof rechargeable toys are the way of the future please Mm -hmm. jump on that bandwagon Mm -hmm. you're here you're here i have so many weird fucking cords that only go to sex toys that like (sighs) and even if they're Um, from the same company they're not matching like they you can't no nope (laughs) i have to say the most uh, I guess the smartest electronic I have is one of my vibrators that does that like contact charging. My phone mm, doesn't same. even contact charge. No, uh, we my phone does contact charge, but I do not use the yeah. phone contact charge, but I yeah. do use the toy contact charge because yes. you must. You have to. Oh my God. Uh, I am 100% on with you on that. Now I will say the like him stripping her down scene was pretty hot. It was it was interesting. I mean, I'm a much more forward person than she is. So sure. when she's like, I, this is really hot, but I don't want to impose and I'm also on Vicodin, I would have been the person who's like, I am definitely going to impose. I am on Vicodin. I'm on Vicodin. <laughs> right. So I was like, no, this is exactly when you're like, brazenly show him your boobs because then you can blame it on Vicodin if you really didn't, if like it didn't go the way you planned it. I don't okay that made it feel a little weird then I, to no, like I agree. blame it agree. after the fact just know what you want going into it which is I think okay that potato potato no, but I'm like okay no no I, I agree I agree um my point it's a bad point but my point was <laughs> <laughs> that like if he's like mm, I'm not into this I could be like oh, okay well it's me with a shot of Vicodin in my system um, mm. so you know like tone that down all the way back to normalcy and it'll be fine mm-hmm. but I fully agree that you should just you, you should own your actions and not blame them on the medications you were put on so yes yeah. what you said <laughs> absolutely um that did remind me one of the things we haven't even touched on is that a big part of this book is that Ari is, uh, deals with very serious depression. And, uh, I am a mildly (laughs) depressive person. And so I don't know it it felt interesting. Wait, what, why are you laughing at me? No, no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the fact that, that, we just swerved from here are my Vicodin lace boobs <laughs> to here is my very serious conversation about dealing with a daily dose of depression. Please continue. I do not mean to laugh at <laughs> no, no. you or at her me, at all, but I was just like, that is, sure, that sure. is a turn. <laughs> Let me walk you down the garden path of my brain. Um, Vicodin <laughs> is a medication. She is also on antidepressants, which you have to be very careful about what uh, medications you mix those with. And here we are at the depression part of this story. Understood. Understood. I'm sorry. I was just like, (laughs) whoa, left turn. I was over here in party mode Uh and you went over there into very decent conversation about very important things. Well done, you. (laughs) Thank you. I am that person at a party. (laughs) Um... 
So I guess, I guess it's just important to know as a content warning that this book yes. talks about, about depression depression, and Rachel and Solomon, there is a content warning in the beginning of this book. So please read that. Um, and I, I found it really interesting because like I, I have this, I have a mild depression and so it only is triggered by events or things that happen to me. And so it's interesting to me to read books and experience other people's forms and shapes of their depression and use it kind of as a barometer for my own. Um, I don't know. I, it, uh, I, I, she also like described it in a very beautiful way and it wasn't an overbearing, I wasn't pulled down by Ari's depression. So that's, that's um, all I wanted to say on that. Uh, no, full agree. I was worried that because sometimes descriptors of really dark days put me in that headspace and mm -hmm. it didn't like it. It acknowledged and validated the existence of dark days and that they don't really have any rhyme or reason. Sometimes they just arrive because brain chemistry is brain chemistry and it just changes at times. Uh, but it it did so in a way that explained what was happening to Ari without me somehow immediately like applying Taking those descriptors yeah. to myself and then feeling really heavy in in the moment and other books have not been as graceful at doing that so i absolutely agree that yes it illustrated what was happening to ra and gave us an in to that person's um depressive days but not been like this is your depression hang with right. it and yeah right yeah it was it was very good yeah it was it's an interesting uh it, it feels like she's like this is just the shape of one person's possible depression and depression has all these different forms um which is really i think appreciated i'm into it i mean in a like observational way not in a like everybody should shape their depression, depression. weird you're right exactly. everybody shape your depression um groom Form your cubes shape your crazy. depression <laughs> just just cut it right there just cut the whole episode right there done we're done night everybody <laughs> we might have to because i'm now love crying about it i'm i'm happy with that I'm happy with letting that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> be the... <laughs> that will be the meme of that is the meme of me. Excellent. All right. Well done. Well done, me. Uh, joy to the world. Uh, happy weather girl, everyone. <laughs> happy weather girl to you. Thank you for joining us for an episode of Booklandia. For more Booklandia, follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at l.skyford, Twitter at skyfordl, and hit up our blog, lskyford.com. We love you to the moon and back, so don't forget to rate and subscribe. Our eternal thanks for the audio editing and support provided by Finnegan Murphy, who you can find on Twitter at Finnegan1, that's F-I-O-N-N-E-G-A-N, -N, numeral one, and sometimes Sky herself. Groom Form your cubes, shape your crazy. depression. <laughs> just just <laughs> cut it right there. Just cut the whole episode right there. Done. We're done. Night, everybody. <laughs>